0: Kiddos, welcome to Dad Feelings, the podcast about fictional father figures and real life dads with real feelings. Today, we're tackling a pop cultural phenomenon that I don't think anyone saw coming. Hot Archie's show has been sweeping the nation and along with Hot Archie has brought a wave of dads, some hot, some not. We'll cover that on this episode. But there are so many dads on Riverdale. It could just be called River Dads. Because of the sheer scope of dads, we've decided to bring in two guests on this episode. So joining me today are Brittany Spanos, staff writer for Rolling Stone, and Morgan M. Page of the trans history podcast, One from the Vaults. Thank you both for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. When I mentioned that we were doing a Riverdale episode, the response was uh, riotous, I would say. Um, (laughs) And I have to say that I hadn't seen much of this show prior to deciding to do an episode on it. And I still haven't seen all of it. I have seen a fair amount and I have read summaries (laughs) of all of it. So (laughs) I am bringing on you two as experts in the field of Riverdads to to sort of round out this program. So maybe to start, um, why don't we just, let's go around and everyone say their favorite dad from Riverdale. So Brittany, do you want to start us off?
1: Of course. I became obsessed with Skeet All Rich because of Riverdale. (laughs) Because I had never seen the Scream movies before. So I was just like out of the loop on how hot Skeet could be. And I just have become obsessed with F.P. Jones. He plays Cole Sprouse's dad on the show, and it is the most perfect casting. I'm obsessed with him. And he's just a beautiful man and a great dad. Well, a terrible dad. He is the crime dad
0: of the show. Well, one of the two (laughs) crime dads, I guess. Well, he's the lesser crime crime dad.
2: (laughs) Of the two crime dads, he's the like, Less bad one, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I'm willing to be challenged on that. Okay, well, maybe we'll get (laughs) into that in a bit. Morgan, your favorite dad. Okay, honestly, my favorite dad is also FP Jones II. Um, I have been a big Skeet Ulrich fan since I saw him in... The craft, which is like <laughs> maybe a weird movie to think someone's really hot in when they like basically play a rapist, um <laughs> but my childhood sex fantasies were what they were, and I'm not gonna apologize for them um,
0: <laughs> I can already tell this episode is going to be a trip um. <laughs> As for my favorite dad, I mean, F.P. Jones is great, but I feel like I have to go with the all-American, like, archetypal C.W., W.B. dad, where if you threw all of the W.B. dads into, like, a centrifuge and just, like, diffuse them into the perfect distillation of a dad, I feel like it would be Fred Andrews. Mm. Yeah. He just wants his son to succeed. You know, he's kind of worried about him. He's like the archetypal drama dad to me.
2: Yeah. And he's very like the all-American dad. You know, he even owns a construction company. He mm-hmm. only wears flannel. He's like the archetypical like white Americana dad. Um, Which is maybe why I'm like less interested in him. Although he... <laughs> he could i mean
0: he could i just love that (laughs) i just love the luke perry renaissance moment that we're in i just i'm so happy for him has
2: he been in other things
0: lately uh no i mean i think this is enough to just trigger that renaissance i think it's just the one show (laughs) a renaissance of one (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) um but you know he's he's come
1: full circle fred andrews has like he has like one mood Across the show, and it's just concerned. Exactly. Just concerned that. uh, The whole scene
0: or series of scenes in the beginning of season two, where um, he's been shot. And I guess it should be obvious that this episode is going to have spoilers. Like, we don't really care about that here. Um, But, you know, he's been shot and he's having these weird, like, hallucinations or, like, coma dreams of Archie growing up. And then, like, they just keep getting interrupted by like weird things happening. And (laughs) it's just like, Oh, I feel so bad.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, definitely. He's the heartbreak dad in that way. Like we're supposed to be very upset that he got shot at the end of season one. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, I'm usually too concerned with what Skeet Ulrich is up to (laughs) to really pay (laughs) attention to Luke Perry. Although I love that, um, both of them are, like nineties heartthrobs, who are now the dads to this generation's heartthrobbery. Which right. is like one of the like central conceits of the casting of the show, which I think is so brilliant. Like you even have um uh like all the moms too, like imagine Amic and um
1: uh Molly Ringwald as the moms. <laughs> yeah, like I was really upset when they cast Hiram Lodge with Mark as much as I love him. I really wanted <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. Yes. to be the other nineties heartthrob dad comeback. Because oh I my thought God. he would have been perfect as Veronica's dad. He
0: would have been great, but I guess he was too busy voicing big <laughs> bull men in video games, in fantasy video games. <laughs> uh yeah yeah well why don't we talk about the arcs of some of these dads so um you all are really into fp jones and that Mm -hmm. is a character who doesn't even really show up for the first little while of, of the show and he only kind of like comes in a few episodes in and he is sort of this uh we mentioned he is one of the crime dads so he is involved with this gang and he's sort of suspected of being behind the murder that sets off the beginning of the show, right? Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. what is his whole his whole arc, his whole deal?
1: Well, they kind of set up that Jughead and FP are not really close. Like there's a lot of, there's a huge disconnect with the Jones family. Like you never see the mom or the sister at all, but they're mentioned a lot. And it's just like FP is kind of like distant. And also like there's some like drug dealing with the South Side Serpents. And he has some history with the other parents. So it's just kind of like he's let down Jughead a lot and also the town and like Fred Andrews. He used to work for him and he's just sort of the deadbeat dad of of Riverdale. Mm -hmm. Although I feel like um,
2: by the time the second season comes around, I think they like kind of rehabilitated that deadbeatness out of him Mm -hmm. a little bit, like especially in the more recent episodes where, I mean, again, spoilers, but... Um, F.P. kind of throws himself down uh, to rejoin the Southside Serpents to save Jughead, you know, as like Mm -hmm. his one act of being a good father, as though that should redeem like his whole miserable (laughs) life of being terrible, (laughs) really
1: hot, but terrible. (laughs) Yeah, I love his weird history with Betty's mom, Alice, who is um, played by match and Amick.
2: Yeah. They're kind of like, mm-hmm. it's clear that they were lovers at some point or like, you know, they had a very intense relationship when, uh, Betty's mom was also a Southside serpent, big reveal, mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I love. She's actually my favorite character on the show because she's so intense all the time. And it's like, at any moment, she could explode and just murder someone. Yeah,
1: her her one mood is just unhinged. Yeah. Just constantly.
2: Unhinged, but in pastels. Because she's, like, really committed to being, like, from the right side of town now.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So her hair is perfect. She's wearing pastels, and she looks like she could murder every single person (laughs) she
1: encounters. She's like a malfunctioning Stepford wife.
0: Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) So speaking of her, though, um, speaking of of Betty's mom, her, her husband, Hal. Oh, my God. Is, wow. What a fucker. Like the biggest <laughs> fucker in the entire like dad pantheon of this show, I would say. One of, the, well, there maybe there's others. I mean, Clifford Blossom is probably up there as well, right? But, um, oh
1: yeah.
2: Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> but Hal Cooper starts off, he's introduced as this guy who is just like barely a presence, like barely mm-hmm. registers sort of on the show at all. He's so not a presence. Um, He's like kind of a cuck almost. And then, you know, just to use the parlance. um, And then it turns out that he's a real nightmare man.
2: He's a hell Mm -hmm. man
0: from hell. Yeah.
2: yeah. You know what? I have invested a lot of um, time and energy into trying to puzzle out his character because up until the reveal of who the Black Hood was, I was 100% like for sure that it was Hal Cooper. Same I, especially because in the first season, um, he's like caught spying on um, I think it was Betty and Jughead at one point in like the forest, and it was super creepy. Yeah. Uh, like we as the audience see him doing that, but then they don't know. And just like the whole lead up to the Black Hood storyline seemed like it was definitely gonna be Hal who was a total murderer. Um, and then when it wasn't, I was supremely disappointed
1: with the show. I thought it was (laughs) such a cop out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they also kind of set it up where we still don't know who the real Black Hood is at the end. It's like, of like the mid season finale. Mm -hmm. So it could still be Hal, which I'm still holding out that he's definitely murdered someone. (laughs) He looks like he could
0: definitely murder someone and he's done some pretty terrible things other than murdering people.
1: Right? He like sent his daughter away, the um Polly Cooper for being pregnant with, just like, whatever um a Blossom baby. Yes, Cheryl Blossom's brother. He's just like trash. Yeah, just trash
2: dad. He is a bad man. Yeah. Um, actually, most of the dads on the show are bad men. When you mm-hmm. think about it, like you have, um, you only have Archie's dad, who's like. Quintessentially good, and like that's his whole thing is that he's good. But yeah, Betty's dad is bad. Um Jughead's dad is bad, although we're supposed to like him. Sheriff like, Keller. Oh, Sheriff
1: Keller too is like he's like not as bad because they just started to introduce his character as more than just the sheriff, but they kind of they like showed that he was cheating on his wife and mm. all this other stuff, so yeah. Yeah. But- and they thought he was the blackhead. But yeah.
0: Sheriff Keller, kind of okay with
2: his son being gay.
1: Yeah. And Except, also hot.
2: Well, yeah, very hot. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. We were recently introduced to the hot cop dad, <laughs> <laughs> which is obviously complicated feelings, but um, very attractive. <laughs> Although, you know, the really the one really good dad of the town, the like unimpeachably good dad Mm -hmm. is Pops. Absolutely.
0: Puff T who
2: is the city's er dad, you know, like Mm -hmm. he is the dad of Riverdale. Yeah.
1: Oh, and Josie's dad is also bad. Like he wasn't um when he showed up for the talent show, he was like leaving in the middle of her performance and was disappointed because he's like the jazz dad.
0: He doesn't like it. It's not jazz. Yeah. Jazz dad. It's not as good as jazz.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Although I guess pops is kind of, um, pops is a little compromised by his deal with, uh, Hiram lodge to sell out the diner space or whatever. Yeah. um, Which is like really sad because Pops was the one really good guy.
0: Well, no one in Rifferdale is free of sin. Yeah. You You sure sound like the Black Hood there. (laughs) Maybe I was the Black Hood all along. I hate sin and love killing people. And Um, no one's seen your face in like a year. (laughs) Oh my God. The evidence against me is like melting up. Let's talk about and Lodge because we haven't much yet. This is yeah. a character who, uh, does he appear at all in season one?
2: I think he only shows up in no. season two. He was present by his absence in yes. season one. Yeah. Like he was a character who a lot of the plot revolved around, but we never actually saw. And he was to be a honest, girl. yeah. And I was a little disappointed that they actually had someone come in to play him. Like, I feel like that should have been a running thing that, he has such an influence on the show, but we never see him. Mm. Yeah. But I love when they just hold off on things. I don't like to actually see whatever the thing is.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Just tell me about it. He would be like the Dr. Claw of Riverdale. (laughs) Um, But now he's here. And. uh, Wow. I mean, uh, he is a dad for sure. He constantly hot as if to sort of remind the audience that oh yes we do have characters of color this family is latino he constantly just sort of drops like mija uh yeah. into his his conversations uh with veronica <laughs> uh and then the scenes some of my favorite scenes in the show are in the early second season when the lodge family is like eating dinner and it's like mm-hmm. lit really like weird like b- almost like baroquely and like it looks kind of like the adams family or something yeah Where it's just like really they're all just like drinking red wine like in the dark and just like all of this like creepy lighting and it's very very good um but he isn't like you know he's not like evil although he does tell archie to like form a gang (laughs)
1: yeah
0: and like make a viral video to like kill a
2: murderer or something. He's the worst dad. Like, is Hal might be creepy, but Hal, well, maybe Hal is the worst dad. But I think he, other than Hal, he's the worst dad because he's actively sabotaging literally everyone in the town. He's, like, slowly trying to poison Veronica's mind and, like, draw her over to the dark <laughs> side, basically. Yeah. Um, And, like, constantly trying to literally kill people like have people bumped <laughs> off that's his whole character <laughs> but he's really hot he's like insanely hot yeah i feel like when he and um veronica's mom like drop in the occasional bits of spanish it is just so i mean everything about riverdale's ridiculous on some <laughs> level but it's just so ridiculous because it doesn't It doesn't sound right. Maybe it's just that the whole rest of the show is in English, but it just sounds very (laughs) like they are Anglophone actors dropping in Spanish.
1: You know what I mean? Like,
2: it just sounds really strange.
1: Just like the show showing off its diversity. Right. It's so diverse. Well,
0: I'm reminded also of the posters that they had for season two, which really prominently featured Josie when, like, Mm -hmm. I guess, was she promoted to regular in season two? Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: I think they're also trying to gun for a spinoff, like a Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, like, That would make spin-off. sense.
2: Yeah. 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 They're doing also a spinoff for Sabrina based yes. on the comic book Chilling Tales of Sabrina, which I'm so excited about. And apparently, um, Betty and Veronica are both going to be in. Yeah. Because
1: they're featured heavily in the comic. Yeah. Which huh. I was surprised that... about because I just read um, this weekend, actually.
2: Oh, yeah. It's so good. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm obsessed. <laughs> it's like fully satanic it is not like the earth loving like willow on buffy the vampire slayer type like wicca sort of thing it's just like full satanism 100 percent. i'm really excited for it yeah
1: is there there's gonna be a dad there would be a hot dad in there too and a cat
0: okay good is
1: the cat the hot dad well there's sabrina's dad oh right 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 i forgot about him so there's going to have to be a hot dad.
0: Wait, Sabrina
1: has a dad.
0: Yeah. thought yeah. she lived with her aunts.
1: There's a whole back story.
0: Oh yeah. The dad had... is sort
1: of this looming figure mm. in the comic.
0: Yeah. It's good. Riverdale too. I feel like likes using dads as looming figures. Like FP yeah. is kind of a looming figure for a while. Um, and then obviously Hiram is a looming figure for most of the first season. Uh And so I'm kind of interested in like what the show has to say about dads like like Morgan, you pointed out earlier that like basically all of the dads are bad, whether they're um, sending their daughters away, whether they're kind of manipulating everyone, whether they're actually killing people, including their own children. So like what does this show have to say about dads? Is it like a really cynical take on on fatherhood?
2: Well, I think um, one of the things that this season is dealing with is the idea that um, the sins of the father um, are kind of the sins of the son, you know, like um, mm-hmm. this whole thing with the, the nobody character who is re- like the janitor who is revealed to be supposedly the Black Hood who, you know, his whole family had been murdered or whatever. And, you know, the people who killed the person who may or may not have murdered them were like, all the grandparents of the current, like, characters on the show, mm-hmm. basically. Like, Cheryl Blossom's grandmother was part of it. Um, and her grandmother's, like, a weird witch. But anyway, um, I feel like that's kind of where this show is going in terms of dads. It's, like, these kids are trying to um, puzzle out what it means to live in the world with the effects of their fathers' actions, which I guess is, like, kind of a metaphor for, like, millennials dealing with um, (laughs) the effects of boomer actions on destroying, like, the environment and the economy and our lives. (laughs) Not to put too fine a point on it.
1: I feel like they're getting so much deeper into the history of the town in the second season and how it's affected this, like, serial killer that's taken over how it connects to just like all these relations, all these like interrelationships that are still affecting the kids. Like you're seeing how all these families are being torn apart again and also trying to come together, but can't really be together because of those weird histories and how embedded it is. And it's all leads back to like the patriarchal figures in each of the families. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like really intense. Also,
2: um, can we talk for a minute about um, the Father Blossom's extreme wig collection? (laughs) (laughs) Because that was my favorite part of season one. The entire time I was watching season one, I was texting the person I was dating at the time being like, he's in a wig, I can tell that he's in a wig. And the person I was dating was like, no, 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 he's not in a wig, you're just being crazy. And then when they finally revealed that like all of his hair is wigs and he has a whole room full of wigs, I felt so vindicated. Um, (laughs) But what does it say to have a dad whose entire thing is wearing wigs and killing his own children? (laughs) Okay, do you know the backstory behind that wig? No. Okay, basically...
0: Mm -mm the the guy who played him Barkley uh-huh. Hope had a bad reaction to hair dye that they used for the pilot <laughs> and so oh, they wow. had to use a wig for the rest of the season <laughs> and uh then they actually like originally he wasn't meant to be the character wasn't meant to be wearing a wig Oh my so, God. like, basically, people roasted the appearance of that character online so much for, like, having a terrible wig that they were just like, oh, yeah, no, Clifford Blossom totally wears a wig and it just adds to, like, the weirdness of his character.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it makes so much sense for his character because, like, he's not who he seems to be, I guess, is really, like, what it's going for there. Because <laughs> he seems to be, like, a father and one would assume like maybe a good father and then he turns to be like the worst z- the worst like the <laughs> one who would literally kill his own son <laughs> and who's a drug dealer supplying jingle jangle to the yeah. whole oh my tale. god <laughs> Those, i can't with jingle jangle Best it's too much fake drug name
1: <laughs> have they ever explained what exactly jingle jangle is well it or comes like,
2: like sugar You know those pixie sticks. It comes with pixie sticks. (laughs) Um, So presumably you swallow it, but like it seems kind of like cocaine. Yeah. But you wouldn't want to swallow cocaine. That's just like a bad life choice. I think we've all made that bad life choice before. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it's just a weird made up drug. Which I guess is maybe like a stand-in for mess, maybe <laughs> possibly, probably. <It> seems <laughs> like a messy town. It seems so much like a mess town. Yeah, I definitely think like the Southside Serpents would probably be distributing mess in real life. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. That would definitely be their thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Does Kevin ever take Jing- jingle jingle? jingle?
2: Yeah, he does. Yes. He does at the party and while Cheryl is like feeling herself and flipping her hair in his face, which <laughs> yeah. is exactly how I am when I'm drunk at a party, uh, which is to say <laughs> that I am feeling myself flipping my hair in the face of gay men and generally being a mess. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I don't drink anymore.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think Cheryl is a true inspiration to to us all. Um, yeah. Except for absolutely. the brother stuff, but... Um,
2: <laughs> I but... <laughs> mean... <laughs> if I had a twin, I would. <laughs> well...
0: <laughs> uh, so to get back to Kevin, God, that one episode where he is doing cruising in the woods. <laughs> yes. And, and Betty confronts him and is like... Kevin, why can't you just go on grinder like a normal gay guy? And then there's, like, a very special moment where he has to be like, you don't understand. Like, you have the whole world. It's different for me. And, like, uh, then has that whole, like, fantasy or, like, not fantasy, but, like, uh, you know, nightmare or dream sequence where he imagines getting killed by some man in a car. And then he takes, like, um takes Betty's words to heart and is like, no, thanks, man. And then goes home and like, his dad is like, his, is like waiting for him. And he's like, we need to talk. And he hugs him. And it's like, Oh,
2: <laughs> he loves his son. He, I love my yeah. son. Thanks <laughs> yeah. to Betty's homophobia. Yeah. And... <laughs> Cause she like tells his dad, <laughs> which is the worst. That is yeah. literally yeah. like as someone who is a queer teen who did cruise in very similar ways, Like, if someone had told my parents, it would have fucking ended my life. Like, my life would have been over. That is the worst thing. And to be honest, I was a very big Betty fan. But after that, I kind of, I can't look at her. Um, (laughs) Although it did reinforce my love for Cheryl, who actually articulated a defense Mm -hmm. of um, cruising, which I thought was really interesting for a teen TV show.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, To have, like, any character defend cruising. Cheryl has become super infatuated with Josie, which I'm wondering if it's going to lead to, like, a romance, but also it's kind of dark the way that she's super infatuated with her.
2: Yeah, Cheryl has become, like, a 50s pulp lesbian character, Uh you know, from, like, those old pulp novels where she's, like, dangerously obsessed with Josie and, like... Yeah, maybe Drying leaving her, her creepy gifts <laughs> and like trying to sabotage anyone else who gets near her. Yeah. Which I'm really into even though it's maybe like regressive for lesbian <laughs> representation <laughs> uh, in media in general but I love a crazy lesbian. Why not? <laughs> what
0: What else? What other dads? Let me look at my list. We haven't talked a lot about Miles McCoy. I mean he's not like a character um doesn't like doesn't like music that doesn't jazz mm-hmm. um is is uh his wife is is cheating on him yeah so that could be a thing
2: pretty soon it's true um i feel like he he was just there for a moment you know it was just kind of like a flash like we really didn't get to see much of him um So he's, like, on the lesser important dad side to me. Mm -hmm.
1: Also, I feel like in a lot of the ways that the dads are kind of utilized, especially the the ones that aren't FP and Fred, but I guess also they're kind of used in this way, but just the idea that in order to build up the Josie character, like, she was pretty one-sided before we met her dad. Mm. And we kind of learned that there was Something darker, kind of pushing her to be really motivated musically and kind of type A about her career. And so Mm -hmm. it was like being motivated by her dad, not really paying attention to her, paying attention to her aspirations. And so I feel like the way that they bring the dads into the show are kind of to show that they have these sort of underlying motivators that are really fucked up fathers.
2: Right. Everyone has daddy
1: issues. Yeah.
2: Um, except Betty, who has daddy and mommy issues. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Betty just <gasps> clenching her fists until her palms bleed is...
2: Uh, a Dark Betty <laughs> is my favorite thing. I love I that she literally has two personalities. Wait, and one about- of them's like a dominatrix.
1: <laughs> my, my absolute favorite scene in the entire show is also my least favorite scene, which is also a peak... Dad scene. But when Betty learns that how like the women are initiated into the serpents is to strip for all of the serpents, or like to do like a pole dance. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like the most ridiculous moment to do it because it's at her boyfriend's dad's coming back party. (laughs) Her mom is there. She's like does a pole dance to Mad World. (laughs) Which is just the dumbest. It's like my mouth was a gape the entire time. Like I could not close my mouth because I was just so shocked that this entire scene was happening. And then FP gets on the stage and like puts his coat on her. Like it's totally normal that his son's teenage girlfriend has decided to do a pole dance to mad world (laughs) in the middle of his party in front of her mom. It's just ridiculous.
2: You know, she probably psyched herself up to do that by watching Donnie Darko, and that's where she got, uh, oh. that's where she got Mad World from. But I feel like that's such a teenage <laughs> thing to do, and also some of the most ridiculous writing that I have ever seen. Because you're completely yeah. right. That is so, I can't even imagine a worse time for her to have done
1: that. They've had, like, the second season has been really on point with really over-the-top musical sequences. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was, like, the karaoke sequence. And then there was my other favorite scene, which was when Josie and the Pussycats were singing Out Tonight from Rent. And then that scene was cut with scenes of them beating up a date rapist. Right. <laughs> which is just, like, the most ridiculous. Like, Out Tonight from Rent is just the most ridiculous song for them to be singing at some weird fair and then also mm-hmm. be soundtracking them beating the shit out of a date rapist. Yeah, Death proof style. <laughs> like, fully... Fully desperate. <laughs> I was like, this is the strangest sequence of scenes that you can possibly put together. But it's very know. satisfying. I know. I was like, this is oddly lovely, but also a weird song choice. Truly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like there is a lot of sort of like taking things in your own hands in the show. Right. And sometimes yeah. it's really cool. And sometimes it's really weird. Um, Like the whole red circle thing oh god it's so weird and like and just like the the emotional tenor between like kicking the shit out of a date rapist and a bunch of dudes starting a gang to be vigilantes is like uh so different um and the latter one it's actually Hiram who is like telling Archie to do it like he brings him into his his study and is like his, like, dark study with, like, a fireplace and, like, these, like, overstuffed leather chairs and just, like, the, just the image of, like, a decrepit, like, Poe kind of-esque room. And he's like, Archie, you need to, like, you need to start an internet gang to, like, to fight this this murderer man. And, then <laughs> and he's like, yes, that is a good idea. I will make a video where we all try to look really scary but look like big goobers.
2: <laughs> I mean, they basically looked like they were, you know, it's like the beginning of a weird revolutionary porn video or whatever, but like made by (laughs) Bellamy video. I was going to say it
0: looks like the beginning of a video where a frat tries to uh, sing uh,
2: like a rap song. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh, my God, it completely does. (laughs) Um it also brings to mind uh the grainy photo you would find on an MM for W uh Craigslist oh posting like <laughs> come sleep with Morgan. me and my football team. Morgan, Morgan, Morgan. <laughs> you're You're welcome you're right you're absolutely right (laughs) it was a truly mortifying (laughs) scene though I fully had to look away from the computer for a little bit because so embarrassing (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine like finding out your boyfriend did something like that and just being like this is the person I chose to date
0: (laughs) 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 it would be like finding it would be like those those times when people find out that their boyfriend has like a secret Reddit account where they just like psychologically torture people.
2: Oh my God. Okay, that seems to me worse, but. Yeah, yeah, that is worse. You're right. This one, at least they're just doing cosplay. Cosplay vigilante? Great. (laughs) Yeah, I I take a cosplay vigilante
0: any day over a (laughs) Redditor. Oh my God. So we're kind of in the middle of season two right now. And Mm -hmm. I think there's been sort of a break the mid and I think it starts airing again as of this recording, like next week.
1: Yeah, I think so. So mm-hmm.
0: what are everyone's dad related hopes and dreams or fears for the rest of the season?
1: I would love for hell to be revealed as the actual black hood. Cause I feel yes. like that is the direction that they're going into. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've only gotten sheriff color shirtless. And I think that's a travesty. (laughs) And yeah, I would like to see a little bit more drama slash maybe bad side of Fred Andrews because now Mm. he's getting a little boring. I would love to see a little bit more from him.
2: Yeah. I feel like Fred Andrews is starting to get drawn into like the Hiram Lodge, like Mm -hmm. doing bad things sort of thing. And I feel like we're going to see him get like deeper into that and then end up dealing with consequences from that because the show is kind of about class. And he, even though he owns this like giant, beautiful house is, um, (laughs) like read as the like lower middle-class dad comparatively to the other dads. So Mm -hmm. I feel like he'll be the one who has to deal with some really bad consequences and some consequences to like owing Hiram Lodge his um his hospital bills basically. Yes. Yeah. I feel like FP is probably going to end up having to do a lot of really bad things, uh, which is probably gonna be really hot to watch because he's very <laughs> conflicted about it now. Um and they've already sent him to jail once, so I feel like they're not gonna send him to jail again anytime soon, probably, because right. narratively that would be kind of boring. Um and obviously, Hiram Lodge is going to just destroy everyone's lives um, while looking very attractive. So yeah. that's probably fine. Uh, I am worried about the fate of Pop
1: yeah. and
2: Pop's Diner, Yeah. The, like, dad of the whole show.
1: Also on FP, I would love for FP and Alice to have a full affair. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That'd be hot. Yeah. I think they've been sort of... Teasing their past romantic history so much at this point, they kind of have to explore that a little bit more. Maybe that'll be what finally
2: pushes Hal over the edge and like makes him slip up to like reveal he's the Black Hood.
1: For sure.
0: I really want a scene where Hiram has Fred in his like his study and just like asks him to sin. He's like, come on, do a sin, Fred. I want to see (laughs) you do a sin. And Fred's just like, oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And he's like, come on, it's easy. And like, just just tempting him to do a sin, to do a crime, just to watch (laughs) him do it. And now I need to go to Archive of Our Own and see if there's any Fred Hiram fanfic.
2: (laughs) I am sure this show in particular has a huge fanfic Oh,
0: for sure. Uh, Um, I actually, I am going to search this
2: real quick
0: because I'm really curious uh, whether there is any. uh, I mean, there is a lot of fic for this show. Mm -hmm. I do need to see if there's any Hiram Fred fic.
2: There's got to be.
1: I mean, the show itself is at this point Archie Comics fanfic. It's true. Oh, yeah. It's true. It's someone slash fic that they have turned to a show. Mm-hmm.
0: Also, did you know I, that the Betty Jughead, do you know what the Betty Jughead pairing is called? What? Bughead. Bughead. <laughs> That's
2: terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> I condemn that. <laughs> With the strongest of terms. Ugh. I rebuke that, that name. That's awful. Um, <laughs> you know what I would really like to see if... It The whole show is just going to be Slashfic. I really want to see um, Kevin get with one of the hot dads. Ooh. yeah, That would be really hot to me. Because they already let Archie, like, have they an did. inappropriate relationship with an older woman but, in a position of power. And but, so I feel like it's homophobic if they don't let um, Kevin do it.
0: Yeah. But you know that if they do do that, then there is going to be just... Like, they're already... People already are upset at the show for, like, promoting... Like, quote, promoting, you know, pedophilia or incest or whatever. But, like, mm-hmm. if they have a gay pairing like that, all <laughs> hell is going to break loose. So yeah.
2: be careful I mean, what you wish for. I'm fine with it. And also the showrunner... <laughs> are you fine <laughs> the with the discourse morgan <laughs> do you want to see that <laughs> well i just don't look at it so yeah no that's yeah. fair yeah but yeah kevin keller needs to get with um an older man and have a like inappropriate relationship with this person i think because that is the narrative that i need or else it's homophobia that archie got to and he didn't so
0: god but can you imagine <laughs> the speech that uh that betty would give him after that
2: <laughs> Betty would be so mad wait has Betty ever given Archie a speech about Mrs. Grundy or is she just truly a homophobe
1: oh I don't know <laughs> if she knew about Mrs. Grundy well I hope that gets revealed at some point because or maybe she might have actually just found out after Mrs. Grundy died oh because I feel like that I don't I think yeah. like no one knew mm-hmm. so I think there was like a weird point if I remember correctly that Archie brought it up in the second season and then everyone was super surprised. And I was like, why is everyone surprised? Wasn't this the whole thing? Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. I feel like
2: he did not get any consequences for that, which really makes me feel frustrated at the way that Kevin immediately got consequences (laughs) for cruising. Like Mm -hmm. he goes, he runs through the woods one time and then His, like, best friend goes, tells his dad, and it's, like, super awkward. Yeah. But, like, Archie fully has an affair with a
1: teacher, and it's, like, fine. And and Betty is out here pole dancing for her mom and her boyfriend's dad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) Spectacular. (laughs) Well...
1: I think
0: that more or less brings us to the end of our review of dads. Is there anything that we didn't get to touch on that either of you would like to bring up?
2: Um, I feel like we need a scene where Fred and FP just engage in a little bit of frittage. (laughs) That from, okay. From my glance at,
0: the archive website that does seem to be very popular <laughs> yeah
2: just a little bit like they don't have to like really get into it but just you know it's just a little friendly for they don't have to actually
0: yeah. take their dicks out They can just you know
2: just rub just, them together a little bit yeah it's fine
1: yeah. i i second that
2: great
0: well i'm glad we've come to a
2: consensus
0: <laughs> we can agree on
1: one thing
0: then it's this well, thank you both so much for joining me. Um, before we go, is there anything that you would like to tell people about? I know, uh, Morgan, you probably want to tell people about your fantastic podcast.
2: Right. I run a trans history podcast called One from the Vaults, which you can find at soundcloud.com slash one from the Vaults podcast, which is a URL that I really regret coming up with. Um <laughs> or you can find it through patreon.com slash OFTV. Great. Uh, Brittany?
1: Um, you can find all my writing at rollingstone.com and you can follow me on Twitter at oh hey Brittany. And that's pretty much it on my end.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you both again so much. This has been a total blast. And I guess we'll just sit in... You know, anticipation to see whether that we get some frotting happening in a week or two when Riverdale returns. <laughs> Bye, kiddos! This is Dad Feelings is hosted by Merrick Kay and produced and edited by me, Nick Bravo. Dad Feelings is a part of Stay Mean, the world's only podcast network. We're entirely listener-supported. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron of Stay Mean at dadfeelings.com slash support. Our theme music is Swell Content by Speedy Ortiz off their album Oil Gear. Thanks to Car Park Records and Sadie Dupuis for letting us use it. Please mention us on Twitter. We're at DadFeeling and at StayMeanCo.
2: Or rate and review us in iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening.